This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Fly the W670 podcast. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. We are now, Crowley, entering into a little uh, uh, CS recap, right? We've got the ALCS, the LCS going on. We've also got some uh, good news for some Cubs looking to uh, collect some uh, season hardware. Yeah, awards are starting to come up all over the place. Um, Rawlings announced the Gold Glove nominees for 2023, and three Cubs will be up for the awards. Now, there's a lot of factors that everybody looks at when they do this. For me, the two things I look at are outs above average by Baseball Savant and defensive run saves or DRS by Fangraphs. Uh, Outs above average is a range-based metric of skill that shows how many outs a player has saved. So how much range, you know? does a particular defender have? And then when, when you talk about DRS, that quantifies a player's entire defensive por- performance by attempting to measure how many runs they saved. It takes account errors, range, outfield arm, and double playability, all of those things. Dansby Swanson has been nominated for a third time, leading all shortstops in defensive runs saved with 18. He led the entire majors in outs above average with 20. So Dansby, to me, was not only one of the best shortstops defensively, he was one of the best defenders in all of baseball, okay? The other finalists are Francisco Lindor of the Mets and Ezekiel Tovar from the Rockies. Swanson won the award in 2022 when he was with the Braves. Dustin, I got to have it. I, to me, that's that's an easy bet that that Dansby takes this one. Yeah, I think it uh, points that way. But remember, you know, the Cubs had a 92.5% chance to make the postseason. So you just never know. Yeah. I mean, and, and he didn't have he different, had a couple different of, of course, but had, yeah, he had a couple errors in September. But I mean, this is so yep. this is so much defensive metric based that, uh, you know, I'm thinking that you, there's no way you can kind of discount that. It's not like the MVP where if you're on a last place team versus a first place team, right? Right. Those Good things point. kind of factor. So we'll see what happens. Uh, another Cub nominated was Nico Horner. Dustin, you and I both thought there was a strong chance that he, he would win the Golden Glove at the beginning of the season. Nico led the majors in assists with 411. He ranked second among NL second basemen with 11 DRS defensive run saves. As far as outs above average, he's fifth with 14, but he's only behind Thyro Estrada and Byron Stott in the NL. He does have c- tough competition going up against Bryson Stott of the Phillies and Ha Sung Kim of the Padres. Nico has never won a gold glove, so I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed, but I, I, Bryson Stott's really good too, Dustin. It's it's going to be a tough one. I think it's a two-man race, but uh, hopefully we'll see. I mean, maybe the fact that the Phillies got to where the Cubs wanted to be, maybe that's going to end up being part of it, but we'll have to wait and see. Now, the third Cubs nominee, Dustin, was a shocker. Yes, Ian I agree. Ha- I, I did not see that coming. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Ian I knew Hap- it wasn't going to be, say, a Suzuki. 
No. Ian, who won the Gold Glove in 2022, is nominated for a Gold Glove for his work in left field. He did have a career high, 12 outfield assists. Great. But Dustin, he was ranked 30th in outs above average with negative seven and seventh in the NL with defensive run saves with two. I went on, I went to look at, at last year's number when he won. When he won, he was fourth in outs above average. This year he was 30th. Yeah. And he was first in defensive runs saved among la- left fielders with 13, where this year he wasn't even, you know, not even close. I mean, I, I don't understand what they were looking that, like at on that. I mean, was, do they have to uh, bring the guy back? I mean, is there some rule that you got to bring the guy back that won it the year before or something? I mean, that that's what it seems like. No, uh, it feels that way, but uh, boy, it really is. Is again, if I'm Christian Yelich, I'm, 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 and I don't like Christian Yelich the person or whatever, but I, I would be, I would have some issue with this. But you know, oh well, we'll see what happens, and maybe, maybe Ian has it. Um, one thing though, if you look there, Dustin, Cody Bellinger was not on the Gold Glove list at all, and I think. Oh, don't that, tell Scotty Boris that. I think the fact that he played both center and first affected him. So is he a golden glove, you know, but they also have a new category for utility because if you remember, Ah, like you remember in 2019, like Javi Baez was playing short second, third and everywhere he played. So like a lot of this is based on the number of games you played as well. So I don't understand how he could be gold glove caliber in both center and first base. Okay. I see. I can understand the logic. If you want to say, okay, well, he didn't play primarily center. And he didn't play primarily first, so not putting in those categories. But that's why you have the utility category. I, I, I'm having a hard time struggling why he wouldn't have been nominated in, in that one. Yeah, that one's not crystal clear. There's no doubt about that. But uh, I guess we'll wait and see. But, I mean, there's I, I would be – I mean, I, there's no chance he could even finish higher than third. I'd be shocked. Yeah, so 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 we'll see what happens. But uh, in addition to the Rowling's Gold Glove, several Cubs were nominated for Players' Choice Awards. The Player Choice Awards are an especially distinguished honor for players as they are chosen through a vote of their peers. The winners will be announced Thursday, November second. Justin Steele was nominated for the Outstanding Pitcher Award along with Zach Gallen and Blake Snell in the NL. So those three NL pitchers going up against each other. Cody Bellinger was nominated for Comeback Player Award along with Michael Conforto and Bryce Harper. And then finally, Ian Happ was nominated for the Marvin Miller Man of the Year Award along with Francisco Lindor and Marcus Simeon. The award goes to the player who, quote, whose leadership most inspires others to higher levels of achievement. So, you know, hey, good for Ian on that. I know he's been a union rep and and done a lot of things. So I, I see that. So I think that those yeah, awards. He seems like a regular, overall regular great guy. He's a regular guest on the uh Bernstein and Holmes show once a week. And he's always, uh, always shows up and always very good in those hits. Yeah. So hopefully all guys, all those guys win for the Cubs. Love to see him collect some more awards. Dustin, we speculated about this before, but now Patrick Mooney, the athletic is reporting that Craig Breslow, senior vice president of pitching and assistant general manager has interviewed for Boston's head of baseball ops. Um, Breslow has done an incredible job with the Cubs pitching infrastructure this would be a big promotion, clearly, and his family is all located in Boston. He graduated from Yale, and, and he was with the Boston Red Sox front office when they won a World Series in 2013. There are a lot of candidates. That is clearly the premier job available right now. Yeah, but there's been a lot of people who have turned that job down, which is also interesting. Yep, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, sometimes you turn it down if you don't think you have a really good shot, rather, so that way it doesn't look like you lost out on the, on the mm-hmm. opportunity. I think that may have something to do with it. 
Um, but we'll see what happens. You know, it's, it's one of those dual edged swords where you want the best for Craig and, and to be able to reach his goals and aspirations, but at the same time, you'd hate to lose a guy. I mean, when you take a look at a lot of what the best of what hap is, what happening in the farm system, the pitching has got to be up there. The stories this year of Assad and Justin Steele and, 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 um, Adbert Alzali and all these guys, right. you know, it's just uh, Jordan, uh, Jordan Wicks all these guys that came up and were able to produce, you just have all this pitching happening. You'd hate to lose that guy. We got some bad news on uh, Michael Fulmer. We're not going to see him next year. Yeah. Michael Fulmer is out of the, for the 2024 se uh, season. He was diagnosed. He had UCL surgery on his right elbow. And so, you know, they kept saying forearm strain. And whenever you hear forearm strain, the first thing you always think of is Tommy John surgery. Uh, this isn't Tommy John surgery, but it's a similar type of process as far as uh, the UCL is concerned. So um, just absolutely bad, bad news for the Cubs and bad news for Michael Fulmer. Yeah, not good, but at least uh, there's really no at least. I was going to try to say, well, <laughs> at least now we know why you couldn't get the job done at the end. And um, hopefully it gets to extend his career by having the surgery and getting, you know, basically a year off of pitching. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data wasabi another boston-based championship team now some disturbing news out of the dominican republic there's been a series of robberies hector gomez reported 16 of the 30 mlb uh, academies in the dominican republic have been robbed including the cubs the cubs have a phenomenal facility in the dominican it's uh, right outside the capital city of santo domingo um, it has four fields, three of grass, one of artificial turf, four batting cages, eight bullpens, a weight room, and two locker rooms. What were they stealing, Crowley? Like, are they stealing equipment? I mean, I'm guessing there's not like cash on hand. These aren't banks. I mean, what, what, what were they robbing? Anything of value would be my guess. I would wonder okay. if they would even, you know, uh, I, I saw some video that Hector put out of, of gunmen out there, you know, maybe try to see whatever money they could get. Uh, who knows, you know, whatever they have a value that they, that they may have taken, but this is clearly looks like it's like a, some sort of organizational job. Yeah, if well, you, as long you, as everybody was safe, everything else can be replaced. replaced. I'm sure they yeah. all have insurance on all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. And so that, that's, that, that'll round out the cub news right now. So hopefully they find the guys that did this and, and, and take care of the situation. Well, we've got playoff baseball to review Crowley. The LCSs are well underway. In fact, one of them is happening just as we are, recording this podcast and later tonight we've got uh, game four of the alcs yeah on our last podcast on monday we knew the rangers were up one to nothing against the astros and the phillies and diamondbacks didn't even start yet they started the night that we recorded but now we're in full swing the rangers were able to take a commanding two to two game to none lead by winning both games at minute Maid park 
Framber Valdez gave up five singles and committed an error in the first inning. Texas was quickly up for nothing. Joseph Heim homered off Valdez in the third, and Framber's day was done going 2.2 innings, giving up four runs on seven hits. Nate Evaldi went six innings and gave up three runs, one on uh, uh, gave, one to Jordan Alvarez in the second and one to Alex Bregman in the fourth. Former Cub Eraldis Chapman gave up a home run to Alvarez, his second of the game, but the Rangers would go on to win game two, five to four. Now, the next game on Monday night was at Citizens Bell Ballpark. What an atmosphere, Dustin. What and an atmosphere, right? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> the Phillies crowd was riled up. It was a battle of the Zacks as Philly had yeah. Zach Wheeler taking on Arizona's Zach Gallen. Former Cub Kyle Schwarber hit a leadoff home run 420 feet. That was Schwarber's fourth career postseason leadoff home run, breaking a tie with Derek Jeter and Jimmy Rollins for the most ever. I mean, those are two. Also, also names. not only a leadoff home run, a first pitch leadoff home run. Yes. And so after Trey Turner lined out, Bryce Harper homered on his 31st birthday. And former Cub Nick Castellanos hit a solo shot in the second to make it three to nothing. Arizona tried to come back. Gerardo Perdomo hit a two-run blast off Wheeler to make it five to two. And Alex Thomas would hit a sack fly to make it five to three. But that's as close as the D-backs would get. Game two was not close at all, Dustin. Once again, the Phillies got a solo home run in the first to put him in front. This time, Trey Turner with a home run to make it one to nothing. Then in the third, Kyle Schwarber, who homered the night before, hit his second home run of the postseason to make it two to nothing. It would stay two nothing. It was close until the sixth inning when the Phillies erupted for four runs in the sixth and four runs in the seventh. Kyle Schwarber would hit his second home run of the game to, in the sixth to make it three to nothing. JT Real Muto doubled the score, two more to make it five to nothing. And Brandon Marsh doubled to put Philadelphia up six nothing. Alex Bohm, JT Real Muto, and Nick Castellanos will make it 10 to nothing. And that's the final score. Dustin, you said coming into the NLCS that you figured that you're only going to keep Schwarber down for so long. And now you're talking about three home runs in two games. Yeah. We talked about in the last podcast, just how miserable Cub fans could be seeing these guys in this lineup that used to be in the Cubs lineup. And then of course you've got a guy who named his dog uh, Wrigley and uh, he never became a Cub. Yeah. And, and you know, they just, I keep hearing, you know, a beer league softball team is what they look like a bunch of scruffy guys, but they absolutely are just attacking this postseason with no fear at all, and it, it it is fun to watch right now. Yes, it is, no doubt about it. Got on Wednesday night, Schwarber. Yeah, on Wednesday, you know, I, I'm going to the uh, Chicago Spectacular, which is actually held in um, Rosemont in November, mm. and they stopped selling tickets for Kyle Schwarber, who's scheduled to be there. Uh, and, might not and, be able to make it, huh? Yeah. Well, no, he's going to be able to make it, but there, there's basically what they said is that at, Billy's tickets were priced to, subject to change in case they won the World Series. And then when things started getting really crazy, they just put a stop on the sale. So luckily I got my tickets before nice. they did that. So hopefully I'll be seeing Schwarbs in uh, early November. Well, not early, the second week of November, first, second week of November, but we'll see. On Wednesday night, the Rangers took their 7-0 postseason record back to Arlington, but that incredible streak came to an end. Max Scherzer pitched for the first time since September 12th. He was put on the IL after that start with the right Terra's major muscle strain. Dustin, I talked about this in segment one you know, with Marcus Stroman. Yeah. These guys are just, you know, they don't have anywhere to warm up, any way to ramp up. They don't can't go to AAA. That's done. So basically they just come in and 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 you know. It didn't go well. He pitched four innings, gave up five runs on five hits. Uh, you know, 
The, the Astros scored three in the second. Jose Altuve hit a solo home run in the third. That home run puts him 25 career postseason home runs. Isn't that tying, crazy? That's yeah. crazy. That ties Manny Ramirez for the most postseason home runs. He has 10 home runs in the LCS, tied with Kyle Schwarber and Albert Pujols for second most of all time, just trailing Manny again, Manny being Manny. Rookie third uh, third baseman Josh Jung tried to get the Rangers back in this one. He hit two home runs, one in the fifth, two two-run home runs, one in the fifth and one in the seventh, but it wasn't enough as the Astros spoiled the homecoming party for the Rangers, eight to five. Uh, like you said, the Phillies are playing tonight to try to um, make it a 3-0 deficit versus the Diamondbacks. Dustin, I don't know if you saw this. Tickets for game three of the NLCS in Arizona are going on the resale market the cheapest, $19. Wow, is that embarrassing. Wow, is that embarrassing. But that's what happens when the game starts at 2-something local time during the week. Understand that. I, I understand. I mean, that. that wouldn't happen in Chicago, but this is Arizona. It's different. You, you, but you got to be kidding me. I mean, when was the last time they were in the postseason? I think we said what, 2014 or something like that. They're back. They're 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 four games from the World Series. I know it doesn't look great right now, but you're telling me that you That's can't definitely get more... part of it too, right? That's definitely part of it too. Yeah, but but you, you can't tell me that it's worth nineteen dollars. I mean, nineteen dollars is, is you crappy know, it's what fans. You paid, like a, a May game in Wrigley. They're crappy fans. Fans of the Diamondbacks, they're crappy fans. So we have the uh, we have the Rangers up two to one against Houston. Do you see the series in Houston getting tied up? I mean, in Arlington right now, getting tied up, or do you? I feel think it's going to get interesting. I mean, I don't. I don't think this is going to end. I think this is this this has a six or seven game thing written all over, and I still think Texas will prevail. Do you think Arizona gets one game from the Phillies? I do. I think they get one. I think it's really hard to sweep. But, you know, if they don't get it today, if they don't get it in game three, then I think the Phillies go for blood in game four. Yeah, it'll be interesting. And, again, you have uh, Zach Allen and Merrill Kelly are two really good pitchers, but they don't really have much behind that. So, uh, you know, th that's really tough to be down 2 nothing after your aces just went. And, and, and the way that these Phillies are just slugging, I mean, good Lord. Yes, they are. Like you said earlier, a beer league softball team. That's what they look like. Yeah, it's been fun, though. And hopefully, like I said, you know, I, I, I'm still hoping for a Rangers Phillies postseason now. Uh, we'll see what happens, though. Me too. All right, Crowley, that's a wrap. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and of course, subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Follow on all the socials Facebook, Instagram. Of course, we're on Twitter. You can email us, flythew670 at gmail.com. And you can watch this show on YouTube by subscribing to the 670 The Score YouTube channel. Crowley, have a great weekend. We'll get back to recapping the LCSs and more Cubs news on Monday. We'll be watching what Schwarber, Kimbrell, and Castiano still do. And even though they're wearing a different uniform, we'll still say, Go Cubs! <laughs>